my life's a movie. I leave you in that act forever. My life's like a movie. Cause mama keep falling in love. My life's like a movie. And I'ma keep smoking in trouble. My life's like a movie. Ow. She fucks with nothing but the My life's like a movie. Welcome back to the Watch So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Rashani and Devin are here with us, and we are back for another movie review. And today we are here to review uh, DC Black's first film, Joker. Um, in Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck embarks on a downward spiral of social revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face-to-face with his fa- infamous alter ego, The Joker. Directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, uh, Francis Conroy, and others. Uh, I will start with Rashani. Don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. You know what? I'll start De- with Devin. Devin. Yep, Devin, go first. Devin, what were your thoughts Ooh. on this film? Uh, I've never been more disturbed than a movie theater in my whole life, and I feared for my life. And I'm glad I went to to the one o'clock show. I went to the one, yeah, one o'clock show, just because. Um, yeah, I really feel like this movie is going to incite people. Um, and um, Joaquin was good. Not saying he was bad. Uh, Robert De Niro, good, good. Uh, shout out to Zazie Beetz and uh, Brian T. Henry for this being in the in the great movie. I mean, I mean, a big budget movie. That's a great movie. Um, yeah, I was lost about a lot, like just by like, if he had love in his life, would the movie have been different? Like, black women keep keep saving the world. Um, and then I just got disturbed by just the the movie as a whole. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Brandon. What what do you think about it? Yeah, I'll go. I'll save Rashani for last because it's probably gonna be good. Uh, I'll start off with an uh, overall good thing. I thought everyone acted well. It was well-acted film uh, for what they were asked to do. Um, Joaquin Phoenix really sold out for this character. You can tell he sold out for this character. Uh, Robert De Niro was fantastic. I'm like the biggest Robert De Niro fan, so you know it's, it's something wrong with the film if I don't like it Robert De Niro's in it. But... Um, he he was a perfect casting for this TV host. Like it just it did it literally reminded me of something I was seeing in the late seventies on TV. Um, it was really well casted. Zazie Beats played her character very well. Uh, even when the quote unquote twist came, which we'll probably get into, uh, she played that part well as well. Um, the author's mom was very convincing in the role that she was in. It was very well acted. It was very well shot. It was a very good score. The color palette was done very well. Like, technically, this was a very well-done film. However, the story Agree. is completely out of place and downright not just disturbing, but it's just a bad story and a complete not understanding of the character. And I was talking to my wife about this on the way home, and she was like, yeah, I don't really read the comic books and stuff, so I don't know anything. And I was saying... A movie doesn't have to be exact replica of the comic books, but it needs to have the core of the character. It needs to express 
uh, some form of semblance to something that you're related, you're 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 calling back from from the source material, or else don't use any source material. If you didn't want this movie to be about the DC Comics Joker, then don't call it Joker. Call it Arthur, and guess what? Nobody would go see your movie. But it was a bait and switch to get people in to see this movie, only to just shit all over the character. And I say that mostly because this film was filmed and written and directed and shot in a way for you to be sympathetic towards the Joker. And the Joker is not a sympathetic character. He's a pure evil character. You're not supposed to root for the Joker. He's not raging against the machine. He's not the underdog. He's none of that. He is a piece of shit, horrible person that deserves to die. Batman's biggest sin is that he never kills him because of some internal code, which in, which later, later allows people to die. And then not only that, and I'll let Rashani go after this, at the end of this movie, you think I'm going to watch that film and think that that dude was going to be going toe-to-toe with Batman? Like, that's supposed to be Batman's arch enemy? That, that guy? There's nothing competent about that guy that makes me believe he can go head-to-head and toe-to-toe with Batman in the future. He started a revolution, Brandon. A so, revolution, sir. I don't know what this character was supposed to be, but it wasn't a Joker. Uh, Rashani, take it over. Hold, please. We're holding. Oh, he shut the door. Oh, shit. So the door. I had to turn down my fan and shut the door to make sure that there were no disturbances and there was nothing missed when I say this because <clears throat> I have no ego when it comes to this show. I do it because I love Brandon. I do it because I love Devin. I do it because I love movies. There's no... I'm not doing it so my voice can be out there. I'm not doing it so then people could laugh at what I'm saying or anything like that. I'm doing it because those three things are important to me. Appreciate it. The Joker. The Joker has always been my favorite. I have his books in my closet right now from The Killing Joke to Arkham Asylum to Death in the Family. The Joker, I don't even like DC. I don't like DC Comics. I don't have any DC Comics except for stuff with the Joker, like Deadly Serious. I, if I showed you, you'd understand seven years ago, no, eight years ago, uh, my basketball teams, as an end-of-season gift, got me gift cards um, for Barnes and Noble. That shows you whatever year Barnes and Noble was still available. They got me gift cards, and with those gift cards, I bought a whole bunch of Joker comic books. When I tell you that I started wearing that my favorite color was purple when I was nine through the age of twelve because of the Joker, I am so sincere because he wore it in the '89 Batman with with Jack Nicholson. When I say that I can quote that movie end to end and i argued about who was the better joker if it was jack nicholson or if it was heath ledger and i honestly meant it when i said that i fanboy out for the joker and i understand the joker and i love the joker and the 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 i still feel honestly that mark hamill is the best joker and 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 i have batman the animated series because of the joker and this wasn't the fucking joker 
I need y'all to know that because there's so many people right now who are saying that Joaquin Phoenix is the new Joker and he pushed Heath Ledger out the way. And I just want to impress upon y'all right now that A, that is patent bullshit. Patent bullshit. Joaquin Phoenix did a tremendous job as a fucking method actor playing somebody who was nothing like the Joker. And it just, it saddens me that this guy, um, uh, uh, Jeff Phillips, Todd Phillips, sorry, Todd, Todd Phillips. Phillips. It, it, it saddens me that he felt like the way that he was going to get somebody to think that this, the Joker, the way that he felt was the best way to get this guy to, to be the Joker was to make him sentimental. And so he decided to go ahead and just ape the entire script of taxi driver. (laughs) And I just want to point out the fact that once again, a white guy who's out there in the press right now talking about how woke culture, read cancel culture, they're one and the same. Woke culture is ruining comedy. Woke culture is why he's not doing comedy anymore. He has Mark Marin telling him to shut the fuck up on his own podcast, and Mark Marin had a small part in this movie. Woke culture is what ruined this movie or ruined his comedy career. This guy is just another white guy who is choosing to make a terrorist suffer from mental health issues. And that's Facts. what irritated me. That's what yes. made me cry. Because we can't get away from it. We can't. Damn. No matter what I do in my life, I can't get away from villains being classified by what mental health issues they have. And you know what mental health issue they gave the Joker? They didn't talk about the schizophrenia that made him see things. I know we might talk about that later on. They didn't talk about the the depression or 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 the fact that his whole world was collapsing around him. No, his mental health issue was that he laughed uncontrollably for no reason. Right. Yeah. What kind of made up bullshit is that? What kind of shit are you pushing on people? And there's going to be people who are watching this religiously who believe in this shit. And let me tell you again, the Joaquin Phoenix did a tremendous job, but fuck it. He does a tremendous job in all of his movies because he's a method actor. It's his job. He takes it seriously. The motherfucker lost like 25 pounds for this movie. He's literally skin and bones. Yeah. You're going to tell me that this cowardly fuck who got beat up by a bunch of kids at the beginning of the movie is the Joker? You're going to tell me that this dude who gets punked by a little person and 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 a and a and a dude who would have never even looked at the real Joker without looking at the ground is the Joker? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't you can't you can't shoehorn your thoughts and your beliefs. I didn't think you could shoehorn your thoughts and beliefs into a movie and call it something big, but he did, and we're all worse for it. I know you guys want to say that this is a great movie, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you right now, Joaquin oh, no, Phoenix. No, 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 not y'all, not you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Talking about society. I know they want to stand behind this because mm-hmm. it's the first movie that's had the Joker in it since Heath Ledger and Blase Blah and all that kind of stuff, but it's not. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's literally a meh movie with great actors who can't get over this fucking stupid script. Exactly. 
And here's and it's it's okay. I'm, I'm, it's 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 just frustrating to me that people who will never ever ever actually talk to somebody with a mental health illness because they feel like they're above them will watch this movie and believe that the Joker, the Joker, one of the most sinister, cunning motherfuckers in the entire DC universe ever. Like this much. Read a death in the family. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe nothing else, read a death in the family where that motherfucker went across the world mm-hmm. from place to place to buy a nuclear weapon for no fucking reason just because he was bored to try and blow something up right before he beat Jason Todd to death with a crowbar. He did not have mental illness. You cannot place evil on somebody because of mental health issues. This whole movie was trash. Throw it away. Exactly. And by the way, the, the <laughs> mental health illness that he had, it is a real mental health illness. Well, thank you. Yeah, but is. here's the thing. Rashani's absolutely it falls right. Under the form of, it falls under the form of Tourette's, though, honestly. But here's the thing. Rashani's 100% correct. If you told me that the Joker in the comic books had a mental health, some sort of mental health issue, I could absolutely believe that. That's not... Narcissism. I, that's not... <laughs> well, yeah, that one. But even other ones, that's not entire... That's not out of the realm of possibility, here's the problem. Just because you have a mental health illness does not make you into an evil, psychopathic serial killer. I listened to the last podcast on the left. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And they talk about serial killers and different things like that. In every single episode, when they'll talk about a serial killer that may or may not have been diagnosed as, as a child or as a young adult before they did something bad with some type of mental health issue, they always they always give a caveat and say, just because this person has X schizophrenia, depression, manic, what X X X X anything, does not justify or give an excuse for why these people behave this way. They behave this way because of other things, because misogyny, sexism, uh, racism, or uh, uh, be it like people being incels, all these different things or what causes people to be these things. Yes, they could have a mental health issue, or they could have some type of disorder, but that is separate from the actions of the character. So, yeah, I read I read a ton of comic books. Could the Joker in the comic books have some type of disorder? Sure, but that's not why he's the Joker. He's the Joker because he's the fucking Joker, and this is what I've been saying on the show for years. Uh, well, since we started the show, is that, and since I first heard about this, is that, there was no reason to ever make this film. There's no reason. If you're going to, first of all, I don't think you should make a Joker film. If you do make a Joker film, it should not be a Joker origin story. It should be a Joker story, a Joker centered story with Batman or in that Batman world. It shouldn't be an origin story because right. the whole point of the Joker is that you do not know his origin. Where he came from. There's literally a million origin stories for the Joker. Nobody knows where he came from. He lies every time. Every time. That's what I'm saying. The closest thing was Heath Ledger where every time they asked him, where the fuck did you come from? He was like, let me tell you about my dad. Let me tell you about the car. Let me tell you about the store. Like, he doesn't need a reason. He's the Joker. There's literally a page in the book, and it says, the Joker. People always want to know who was he before well, this, before he was this. And a nihilistic killer, that's like him with like the Red Hood mask. A hapless comedian, him as a shitty comedian with people throwing tomatoes at him. A troubled child, and it's like him like burning stuff and killing little animals. 
or a normal child. And it's just a picture of like a little kid walking to school. And then it says, but if you asked him, the Joker, he would say he didn't know. The best jokes have many setups. The punchline is what matters. So it's basically like every time he tells a story of his origin, at the end he'll say something like, at least that's how I remember it this time, or something like that. Because he he either doesn't know or he doesn't want to tell you or he finds it funny or he really just doesn't know. But saying this, that he doesn't know, built making a movie that's like trying to give a definitive story of how he got there defeats the whole purpose of the character. And like Rashani said, this dude is not taking down being a foe against the Justice League. He's not being a foe against Batman. He's not being a foe against any of the bad characters. He's This dude is a, a, a fucking incel white dude who, yeah, some bad shit happened in his life. I'm not going to sit here and deny that some bad shit didn't happen in his life in this story. Some bad shit happened in his life. People were trash towards him. But to make the leap that, the okay, I'll say this and then I'll let Devin go again. But here's my biggest thing. this There was a good movie in this film. There there. You could make some changes into some of the scenes, into some of the tone of the scenes, and you could tell a good story. You could tell you could tell the story that some shitty things happened to him, but when he was faced with the option of going the right way or the wrong way, he chose, not because of his disability, not because of anything else, he chose to go down the wrong path and to be evil, and he got a joy, a joy out of the evilness, and then... That joy that he got was almost like his narcotic. It was his addiction, and that led him to continuously kill people and do more evil shit because it was funny to him, because he got a joy out of it. That's not what this film did. What this film did was tell you that the Joker is some type of martyr, that he's some type of person that represents the downtrodden, the lower-class people against the upper-class rich people who don't give a fuck about them, and that the, all the things that he was doing, he was doing on purpose with the express purpose of starting some type of revolution or being some type of revolutionary character, which in modern times or in real life would make him, in wrestling terms, a babyface, a good person. He's not a babyface at all. And that's why this movie completely, completely misses the point of anything that represents the Joker. Uh, Devin, go ahead. Uh, This movie wasn't made for us. And again, watching it, you can see that it's not made for us. And the the way and the instrument the the media has and the the, the power it wields is so scary uh, because of what this film is going to do for people. Uh, we can't continue to make these people the martyrs or whatever. We can't make these people heroes because... Every school shooting, every terrorist, every domestic terror terrorist we have has a sob story behind it. That's bullshit. They're evil people that you want to give some type of sympathy to when they don't deserve it. They don't have sympathy when they're taking people's lives or they're enacting terrorism on people. Um, so I'm sitting in the movie and just disturbed by how often this happens in America now. Like, so you guys are a lot more, you know, well-versed and more eloquent with your words as far as like putting this into terms that people can understand. But I was just disturbed seeing how this happens every fucking day of my life now. And 
people are trying to get Oscars off of this shit? Because yeah. this is what this this is terrible. This is the story of what? Not He's gonna every, get an Oscar. Every... He's gonna get the Oscar. Y'all gotta see that. He's going to get it. And the reason why he's going to get it is because the reason why he's going to get the Oscar is because Chadwick Boseman was this close. Put your fingers like literally a centimeter apart. He was this close to getting an Oscar last year. Black Panther was this close to getting an Oscar last year. And so... They don't want any superhero movie to get this Oscar, but if it's going to go to somebody, they may as well give it to somebody that they know is a reputable actor who's white and is a method actor and all that kind of stuff. So that's why Joaquin is on the front line. To to to, to get back to what you had said earlier about how this movie wasn't made for us, yes, the fuck it was. If you name a movie The Joker, it's made for me. It's made for us. Like like right. Brandon said, if you had named this movie Arthur, I would have never came and saw it. If you had named this movie The Murray Franklin Show, I would have never came and saw it. Mm-hmm. But because you named it The Joker, it's for me because that's my dude. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with The Joker. Nothing. Oh, no. Yes, it did, Rashani. They, uh, he caused the revolution that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. No. No, 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 I did fuck you both. It's the thing is in 89 with the 89 Batman, they showed Jack Nicholson killing his parents as a younger kid. They showed that. So then Batman knew that the Joker killed his dad or his parents or whatever it may be. Have you ever danced with the devil in a pale moonlight? Shit's iconic. This dude was beat up and locked in a cop car after the cop car crash. And some literal rando killed Bruce Wayne's mom and dad for no reason whatsoever. Like it had nothing to do with the story. Like why the hell are they even? What do you mean? Like, why are they even in the movie? They literally, that was the one thing that felt so tacked onto this movie. Like, it felt like the rest of the movie was fully written. And it would have just stopped after he shot Murray. And it may have turned into him getting shot by the cops or something like that. Or the the building burning down or something like that. Something would have happened if this movie was called Arthur. But because it was called The Joker, they had to set up the rest of this thing where they drive in the cop car. Like, I felt like that whole last part was, I feel like the majority of the movie was written in 2015. And that very last part was written in 2018. And they had to paste it all together. Oh, because he said it came that. out of nowhere. He's, well, he didn't say that, but he said that. He the one thing that they didn't like about the process was having the shoehorn stuff in the in the Gotham universe, basically in the D. Like he he didn't want to have to shoehorn Gotham stuff, but he kind of had to. He was forced to do some of it because they were using the character. So I just want to point out Todd Phillips is the whiny motherfucker. For somebody who's getting the opportunity to work with a superhero film that'll take care of you for the rest of your life, you're acting like you don't appreciate shit. Johnny, this isn't a superhero film. You heard what Martin Scorsese said. Yeah, superhero films are boring and all that kind of shit. He's a real whiny motherfucker. This movie got off on the wrong foot immediately. Immediately. 
And it could have been so much more. Because Robert De Niro, mm. he's amazing. amazing. Oh, and Zazie is so amazing. And, amazing. And, and, and uh, damn it, I forget what Paperboy's real name is. Brian they did Brian him, T. Henry. They did him a disservice by only showing him for like three minutes in the movie. But again, but look, his scene, have, yeah, it was his so scene good. was one of so the better good. scenes in the film. So it was. Because that scene actually, like, that was one of the realest scenes in the film because that scene where the joke, where Arthur shows up at the, um, uh, in that world, or the insane asylum is what they call it in that world. And he shows up at the insane asylum, Gotham insane asylum, and he finds out that his mother was actually committed here. And he reads the file about her and finds out different things about his past that he didn't know, like the pain on his face. And then, the Barry Tyree Henry's basically the guy behind the cage, get the records keeper. Him realizing what the fuck's about to happen, like Barry Tyree Henry was every black person in that. Film. Yeah, he every- basically was like, "This white dude is about, is to, about lose to it," <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna stay right here behind this <laughs> gated area where he can't get to me. Yo, he he did put up a fight for that record though. He was like, because he was I, like, "Yo, I, if I let him keep this as like, a rap, yeah." They gonna so, fire me. so speaking of that, <laughs> I want to ask Rashani and Devin this, because uh, Brandy and I were talking about this in the car. So my my perception of that story, that part of the story with Joker's mom, was this is what I thought Todd Phillips was trying to tell. Again, if this is not the Joker and you're not using that character, okay, this is a reasonable story. But for the Joker, this is bullshit. But this is what I think he was trying to tell. I think his arching story with that part of the story was that rich people step all over the lower class people and poor people with no thoughts or cares about what repercussions that it has. And they don't give a fuck about them. And Thomas Wayne was a dick and he's a piece of shit. And he was just another rich person that got them that played for the television or played for the papers but really didn't give a shit about people. But in some form of poetic justice, the – he. Instead, like they tried to say that the Joker, the Joker, basically, I'll say this really quick. The Joker's mom, Arthur's mom. He had mom, an Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arthur's He's mom said that, like, Thomas Wayne was really his daddy and that he made her sign some papers and stuff to give him up so she could never talk about it. And so she'd been writing him letters for years and years waiting for him to respond. And so Arthur went to confront him about that. And he told him that, no, your mother's crazy person. She was in an insane asylum and. Uh, you were adopted. And so he went to the same asylum and got the records, um, and it did say that he was adopted. Now, my per- my perception of that was that they were really trying to say that she was not, quote-unquote, crazy, that he was actually his daddy, and that he made he forged those papers because he's one of the most powerful people in Gotham, and he forged those papers to say that she was adopted and, and got her committed <laughs> to an insane asylum all to cover up his extramarital affair so it doesn't get out. And then the, the poetic justice is that he created this person that ended up killing, getting him killed. Is that, at the I, end of the day, is that how y'all took it? Yeah, I mean, definitely, because, like, you're not thinking, like, oh, his mother's lying because... Yeah, so did you think the mom was lying or no? She didn't have a reason to. Yeah, I didn't think so. There's no, there's no reason for her to lie. Like, apparently, like, you don't leave a great job at the Wayne's getting paid decent money for no fucking reason. I thought about it. I was like, so 
why did she get dismissed if she was, you know, working there? Because the rich eat the poor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's really it. And that's that's a fine story to tell, especially nowadays with income equality. How it is like if that that's what's so funny. That's you know, what supposed to you be. You know what's funny, Rashani? What's funny about that? He's talking about woke culture is ruining comedy, and he don't fuck with woke culture. That is a woke culture story. Like, take mm-hmm. the Joker out of it. Take that part out of it. Writing a story to say that these rich white people, rich white men specifically, don't give a fuck about the rest of us and would do whatever it takes to get where they want to go, and that the rest of us need to start a revolution to fight back against those people, that is a very radical, quote-unquote, woke idea. Like, that is a very radical leftist idea. And so the idea that someone like that would then go railing against woke culture is very counterproductive and ridiculous. And what it really just means is I can't make fun of mentally health, mentally disabled people. I can't make fun of LGBTQ people. Not saying he specifically don't want to do that, but I'm just using these things in general. I can't make fun of black people or Asian people or Hispanic people anymore without people getting upset uh, is what he's saying. Because that idea in and of itself is a very woke, radical idea. So, Rashani, what did you? Okay, let's let's start off with this. Okay, I'll, well, this probably gets you going again, but I have to ask it. What did you think about the bait and switch with the same fucking Fight Club? This is not goddamn Fight Club. <laughs> this is not fucking Fight Club. It may look. I was upset too. Look. Look, black women can save the world. I mean, I'm just telling you, black women can save the world. That's 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 all I took from that whole. Look, the one thing I took from it was the one thing that was holding him in check was her love. And as soon as he found out that she didn't really love him, that's when he went over the edge, and that's some real incel shit. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact yes, that sir. also the fact that I don't know anyone who would find that whole gun to the head, pull the trigger with the two fingers thing that they were doing back and forth to be something realistic or funny. Um, The shit was creepy. His relationship with her was creepy from the very beginning. I don't think that she'd be like, I'm I'm just all in on you. Like, it was transparent to me. Yeah, you're going to come to my my apartment and fucking force your way in and and have your way with me, sir? Exactly. It just, it seemed fake from the very beginning. I'm going to leave my kid and be at the hospital with you? Get the fuck out of here. I was like, first of all, ain't no black woman leaving nobody, leaving her baby and going to the hospital with you, sir. That's not happening. So I was like, yeah, that's not, none of this makes sense anymore. And it, it, it just, it was, it literally read like a white man writing about how a black woman should be subservient to the needs of white men at all times or men at all times. Yikes. That was uh, good. I, I, I didn't pull that and you just put it in front of my face and I yeah, go ahead and expand on that. Rashani. He never was in a situation where Zazie wasn't there for him. When his mom was in the hospital, she was there before he was. When he went and stalked her to her job. She just laughed and said it was okay. Next time you should rob it to make him feel better about himself. Every bad decision he made, she was okay with 
while he was writing the story in his head to be subservient to him because no god damn it nobody else in this movie was fucking subservient to arthur nobody else in this movie gave a shit about what he wanted or needed nobody else gave him the time everybody else in a position of power over him except for zazi in his mind this black woman was there to service him sexually and be there for him mentally she was his savior and that's some bullshit Yep, and in his mind, he never, you never saw a scene of him doing anything for her. Exactly. And and here's another thing. All of that would be okay with me. It'd be, all of that would be perfectly fine with me if this was framed as a story of this horrible human being that you should not be rooting for. Like, if this was framed as, this person is terrible, these are all the terrible things that happened to him. Yes, he's had some bad shit happen to him, but anytime something bad happens to him, he reacts the complete wrong way that he should not react towards that because he's a bad person inside. And so everything that happened in that sequence with him and Zazie and the way she he was treating her would be perfectly fine in that context. The problem is, like I said before, that wasn't the context of this film. The context of this film was this is a person that you need to be rooting for. And you cannot do that. You cannot do that ever, really. But you definitely cannot do that in 2019. But you know what that really tells me? Is it tells me that the the audience, and I already knew this, but the audience, moviegoers, the general population audience, is really, it's not even, like, okay, some of it is just people being shitty people, but I don't think everybody who likes this movie is a shitty person. I just think people see these things as norms and don't look any deeper than the surface because it, this movie it does it's not even that deep of a movie it's very simple to pick up on some of these things but a lot of people are going to this movie and i guess this is okay to an extent but ultimately it's not okay but they're going to this movie because it's a joker movie and they don't read comic books and which is fine and they and they just go okay this is somebody's interpretation of the joker that's okay to have an interpretation of the joker but when you're watching this film and you don't realize that it's bad to get behind this person, that is a problem that we have in society in general. And you can tell that because when critics, some critics, and people were writing reviews talking about the violence in this film and how it's dangerous and not good. And then the Todd Phillips comes out or they were people were coming out and was like, well, John Wick had way more killings. The violence in this film is not the actual violence. It's not the actual killing or stabbing or shooting of people. There's way more violence and way, way, way more films than this to make it disturbing. What's disturbing is that the violence in this film was coded as good in a way that you see in real life that's bad, right? So these are the same, the way Arthur reacted to things are the same way that these mass shooters react to things. And it leads to that type of thing. But in this film, those actions were lauded as good. When there was, I was going to ask Roshani and Devin about this, but there was a scene towards the end of the film where he was really, quote unquote, turning into Joker when some dude that like set him up, gave him a gun, and then set him up and snitched on him. Him and a little person uh, came to his apartment to check, quote unquote, check on him, but also the police were looking for him. And he locks the door. And he beats the shit out of this one dude. And then the little dude, the little person is scared. And then he says, actually, you were the only person nice to me. And he let him go. Right? 
Yeah. That's the only part I actually liked. I was like, you know, uh, at least he's not a total piece of shit. Like, he's not a total piece of shit. The Joker is a total piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. He really is. See, that scene, this is what I said. It was a good movie in this scene. And they, somebody somewhere knew something, but they couldn't get it right. The Joker would absolutely say, beat up somebody in front of someone else. No, no, even worse. He would beat up somebody, and then he would lock the door so the little person can't reach it. And then exactly. had a little person walk to it, and he would get a kick out. He would say, okay, you can leave. Yes. And then the little person would walk towards the door and can't reach the lock, and he would get a kick out of it. He would find it hilarious, and then he would kill the person. That is mm-hmm. what the Joker would do. The right. Joker would not just say, oh, you were nice to me. Go ahead. Get out of here. I just want to point out the fact that when he was on the subway and the three other white guys were harassing the white woman on the subway. And they made the Joker out to be a hero because he started laughing because he couldn't help it. And they all started looking over at him. And then all three of these Wall Street guys started singing Sending the Clowns because for some reason everybody knows that vague-ass song. They really did set him up to be a hero because he shot those three dudes. When in all honesty... He could have just, you know, left it alone. He could have fought them. The real Joker, I don't even want to go into it, but he wasn't, they kept trying to sketch him to be this guy that he's not supposed to be. They kept trying to sketch him as this guy who was just down on his luck and sad sack and all that, like like Brandon said. But the bottom line is, I don't give a fuck what you think. I I don't care what you do. I don't care how you feel. I'm going to do me. Is the full mindset of the Joker. The Joker, like you said, would have had the dude jumping for the door just so he could have got his last. But then the Joker would have launched him out the window. The Joker would have killed those three dudes and killed the woman because she was there. Mm-hmm. The Joker would have not been working as a lowly clown. The Joker at the point where he said, nobody's laughing now, he would have murdered everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. The Joker wouldn't have been a stand-up comic. I mean, the Red Hood said he was, but that was before he changed into the Joker. There's so many things that have been built around the mythology of the Joker that at this point in time, to try and build a different way, to try and build the Joker out of something else is just folly. You can't come behind some of the greatest performances in ever and say, okay, we're going to try something new. There's a reason why Spider-Man was so popular when he came out in the Marvel Universe, and that's because they avoided doing a fucking reboot. You just rebooted the Joker again. And you killed Batman's parents again. Which... And and the Joker in this movie, he's at least 39, <laughs> 40 years old. <laughs> Which means when Batman is old enough to fight the Joker, you're telling me the Joker's like 65 years old? There's <laughs> no way he's putting up a fight. There's no way. There's yeah, fucking Bruce and he's already like beat the shit. Yeah. yeah. 
Are you serious Bro, right now? Tell me, like, Bruce isn't that fucking sheltered. Did he gonna let somebody put his fucking fingers in his mouth? Oh, no, mouth? Bruce is that sheltered. That was, that was, that was true. Bruce is oh. a, Bruce is a rich kid who grew up in a ri- the richest family in Gotham. And Until he, uh, had to, he didn't start working towards being hard at all. Yeah, that's, that part was fine, but Alfred was a bad. I guess I guess. Alfred's oh, Alfred was terrible. Now. That was fucking awful. Yeah, I guess that's supposed to be Alfred um, in that scene. Um, but yeah, we didn't need to see Batman's parents get killed again. We didn't need to see the uh, the pearls drop to the ground. First of again. all, I needed to see that, sir, because guess what? I knew I was going to see it, and I needed to see it. No, I'm sick of seeing it. Now, like, never I, get sick of seeing it, sir. Never. I, I saw people like people, and they're like, "Oh, it was so clever how." That ended up being what caused Batman to become Batman. Isn't that clever? And I'm like, no, it's not really clever. But even if it, even if you wanted to go that route, like this dude is not like that dude to do that. Like what? Like I didn't even understand what was so inspiring about the killing of those white dudes. Why? Because they were just Wall Street dudes. Because a couple of Wall Street dudes, like. First of all, there was nobody else on that subway platform, right? So nobody mm-hmm. knew what happened. So all you mm-hmm. know is two white dudes, uh, three white dudes got killed on the subway. And some dude ran out with a clown face at the end. People saw him running out of the station. H- how that got interpreted to the masses of New York City of some martyr person who's raging against rich bankers I have no because idea. Because Thomas Wayne said he's a fucking clown. And that incited the poor to rise up and take back their city. I don't know. And then they had this scene at the end where he's standing on a cop car and everybody's cheering him. And I'm like, you do realize this is the Joker, right? <laughs> like, you do realize this is the Joker. So, okay, so... There's so, a- this was V for Vendetta. I don't know if you know that. This was V for Vendetta. Everybody has Joker masks on, and they're going to make a revolution happen, sir. That's what this movie was, and you missed it. I missed it. But, yeah, Rashani was absolutely right. People are loving this film. And as... I, I, get, I mean, I really can't get it, but I guess I can stretch my brain to see that someone who turns their brain off and go... Not that... Okay. This film was well... I can say this was a well-done film. To me, I mean, this is worse than this film that I'm about to say, but this is reminiscent of Logan to me in the sense that... Never saw it. Logan was a very well-done film. It was a very well-done film, very well-acted film. But Logan made absolutely no sense within the X-Men universe, and it made even less sense within the X-Men universe that Fox created, and it was supposed to take place within that universe, and they had no semblance of the characters that you came to love or anything in regards to that except using the name Logan. It was a Clint Eastwood movie with a dude with claws. And this film was a comedian going bad movie that they took the Joker's name to get people to come out and see it. And so they shoehorned Batman into it in a disjointed way so that you could want to see this movie so I could give you my art house Oscar bait film. And honestly, I don't, Rashani's right, and I think the Oscars. I don't think, I don't, I, I really don't think even the Academy is going to going to uh, choose this as best picture. I can't possibly picture that. 
But Rashad oh, he is, is a thousand percent right. He's going to get a nomination for best actor, and uh, and there's a yeah. very likely chance that he wins. Oh, I I agree, dude. Did you see his ribs? I mean, he, he was acting. His, he, like, was he was acting, acting his ass off. He, I mean, he was acting. I, can't, I hate this. I mean, I know Rashad. I mean, Rashad. Like, don't you just hate the films where you know somebody's doing a good job, but the film is trash? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yes, we talked about this. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. This is it all over again. Yes. Like one, not even one magnetic performance. It's fucked up that they getting off. They getting off on their clout, like or the clout of the character, not their fucking acting chops. Like you're literally getting off on people's love for the character and not the portrayal that you're doing. Because people love Freddie Mercury on a level that I'm. I didn't even know. Until this movie was even talked about, like oh, I yeah, mean, Rashad yeah, and I talked about this um, during um, Bohemian Rhapsody. But yeah, what were you saying, Rashani? I just the strength of the actors that they got to commit to this movie should have powered this movie to be an absolute bonanza of just emotion and 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 everything. But it really seemed like the script handcuffed everybody. I felt like no one, with the exception of, again, Joaquin Phoenix, who is a method actor, I feel like no no one believed in what they were saying. No one. It felt um, empty to me. Like, yeah. This is random, but Ned Stark keep dying in movies and shit, yo. He was in this film, too? That's that's Thomas Wayne, Ned Stark. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know that. that. That's, that's <laughs> fucking that start. Got murked again. Now that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, we're starting. You brought you bringing up the writing part. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. The does one of the final scenes where he was on the show with Robert De Niro. N- that part where he goes, "I'm the one that killed the people." That hey, whole wait, dialogue. I got to stop you. That wasn't. That that wasn't. Johnson, or that wasn't Ned Stark. Oh, was it? It's not. No, I didn't think. That hey, was sure? Ned Stark. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty certain this dude's name is Ed Col or Brett Colin. He played in oh, the guilt trip the and fucking, the replacements yeah. in the Young Riders. Yeah, that, okay. I was about to say that wasn't Ned Stark. Oh, I just got to say it because they, you know I don't want folks to miss <laughs> everything else because we say something wrong right there and they're like, "Yeah, your whole your whole review is off." Because I saw somebody, look, you ever want to find your problematic friends and see what they're saying about movies like this. One of the guys that I know said something about, I know somebody's going to come out bitching and moaning about mental health. It's me. My hand is raised. I'm going to be bitching and moaning for a long time about the way they portray mental health in this movie. Um, and and then uh, they're going to be acting like a bunch of punk sissies. Like, Really? Really, like, you're, you're, white folks and incels are just, like, salivating at the mouth for this movie. And you can't tell them nothing. That's the thing about it. Like, the irritating thing about dealing with somebody who just can't be wrong is that they can't be wrong. And so trying to convince them that they're wrong is like an argument that you don't want to be in. And the longer it goes, it's like being in one of those survival modes in Mortal Kombat where you're in a poisonous area, so your life is just sinking away. 
and you got to knock them out, but their health keeps regenerating with every hit that they land. And so even if you block, they're still landing a hit, so their health keeps going back up, and your health's going down no matter what you do. So you're losing even when you think you're winning. That's talking with some of these folks who want to talk to you about the Joker. And it's unfair because the Joker is such a captivating character. And Joaquin Phoenix is such a captivating person, like such a captivating actor, that it literally shakes me to the core to think of what he would have done in an actual Batman movie where he played the Joker. That scares me. What Joaquin Phoenix as a method actor would have done as the Joker in an actual Batman movie, he could have done it. Because in this movie, at the point where his hair was green and his face was painted and he was standing in the bathroom, he looked like mm-hmm. the Joker. He portrayed the Joker. He had the, good. The, the body style, the body type, the mm-hmm. size, everything down perfectly. The mannerisms, the lankiness, like he had him. He had Heath Ledger had a little bit too much weight on him. Jack Nicholson looked nothing like the actual Joker except for the fact that he had the face paint. Like he made his own Joker, but Joaquin Phoenix looked dead on the comic book character of the Joker, and they put him into the worst-case scenario for the Joker. I just want to give a shout-out to Cesar Romero for just being our oh, Batman, yeah, our, our Joker. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's me and Brandon's Joker all day, every day of the week. So, And so, when you go back and you look at this movie, and a lot of folks aren't, this is the movie that you'll see once and you don't want to see it again because it's rough. It is rough to look at in so many different ways. It's dingy, I never want to be uncomfortable in a movie theater like that ever again. Like, I just it, don't. They, 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 it's dingy. They hate the lead character. He does not get an opportunity and he should not get an opportunity to be successful at any point. And they try and make him into something that he's not. And then they try and blame him for something that he shouldn't be blamed for, for the reason that he's evil. So by and large, this movie is a whole lot of hazardous turns with Joaquin Phoenix driving the car. That was a great, uh, fantastic way to put it. Um, Devin, any last thoughts about this film? And give your score out of 10. Uh, I'm going to give, uh, I don't really have any thoughts. It, it just was uncomfortable. And I never want to be uncomfortable like that in the movie theater again. Um, and I'm glad I went doing like the one o'clock showing and not, you know, uh, the eight o'clock. Because it made me fear white men. White men are the biggest terrorists in this country and I will continue to feel that way. And I was very uncomfortable thinking we just made some more terrorists uh, with this movie. Um, my score is just cause the acting was so fucking good. Uh, I got to give it an eight just cause you know, Joaquin was great. And that Brian T Henry uh, scene was just like, you know, so many black people just try to see the red flags early and uh, we try to save lives and the fact that Zazie Beats was the only thing that could have turned him a different way made me love black women even more. Um, but yeah, it was eight just because of the acting and um, very disturbing film. And I hope people don't want to be terrorists because of this film. Uh, Rashani, go ahead. We could only see this movie with certain stipulations. Stipulation number one was we had to go see it as early as possible. We had to go see it before it was packed. We had to sit all the way in the back. We had to be on the lookout for people throughout the entire movie. 
we had to be on the lookout for people the entire movie to make sure that there was nobody in there who was going to do anything stupid or try anything stupid. I don't know if my if my wife or my son were in the same mindset, but I was when I went into a movie to see the Joker because it was hyped up to be a movie about incels and somebody who got battered and beaten down. And I went and I sat there and I watched this movie and I waited to see my boy come out. I waited. I waited. Like, you got to understand when I say the Joker is my dude, I can literally quote obscure references that he has in different things when he says Bob gun and Bob is dumb enough to put the gun in his hand and the Joker without even looking at him takes the gun, picks it up, and shoots him in the head in the 1989 version of Batman, and then just keeps it pushing like nothing happened. That's the Joker. When the Joker says, let me show you a trick, and he jams a a pencil through somebody's ear and says, ta-da, that's the Joker. When he beats Jason Todd to death after going to Addis Ababa to uh, purchase a, a nuclear weapon because he's bored and he just got out of Arkham Asylum for like the 68th time. That's the Joker. When he decides to show uh, Commissioner Gordon what it actually feels like to be crazy, so he crippled his daughter. That's the Joker, mindlessly evil, but has a perfect mind for evil. And then you have Arthur, a clown who gets disrespected by everybody, who makes up his successes because he doesn't have any, whose own mom lies to him incessantly. can't catch a break, gets made fun of on television in a place where they don't even really have video. Somebody just has to take video of him. The most uncomfortable scene to me, Devin, was when he was in the comedy club and he couldn't stop laughing. I was so uncomfortable by his embarrassment. I had to walk out of the theater because I felt it so strongly. Yo, like, I could only understand that, like, people that do stand-up have a lot of things they overcome and they put themselves out there and to see that physically like that's why I, I, the acting is just so amazing because that was he wonderful made acting and yeah but it was all in a wrong way it was portrayed oh what like Rashani question. said to begin with um and the the i just want to point out two lines that didn't get the uh, applause that they deserved from me. They didn't get, because I was sitting there in shock that they were said in a Joker movie. They weren't even said, they were written. One of them was when he was talking about how he had to die so his life would make sense. I believe that was a quote. Mm -hmm. That was it. And the other one 
was when he said the hardest thing about having mental illness is everybody expects you to act fine. This movie could have spoken to me on so many different levels if they didn't try and shoehorn him into a purple suit. Yep. It could have been so much better if it was just a drama. And I would have saw it because I have Regal Unlimited. If it was just a drama set in the <laughs> 70s about a hard hat guy or a hard luck guy who just can't win, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It would have been good. He didn't have to make this the Joker. He did that because he thought it was going to make more money. And then he put that bull story behind it about the woke culture and all that. But you ruined yourself by making it about mental health and making it all these convoluted stories and making Zazie Beats be this subservient person and having all of these issues come together into this movie. And then say surprise at the end, he murders the Waynes. Or somebody else murders the Waynes in his name. Nothing fit the way I was supposed to. If this is a puzzle, you got it from the 98 cent store and none of the pieces fit. So it's a mess. What's your score out of 10? Joaquin Phoenix is going to get some sort of a nomination for this. He might win. I don't care. This movie, to me, gets a four. Ooh, shit. It's a good score. Um,. Rashani basically uh, he said it so eloquently a lot of the things that I was thinking um, but this this movie had an opportunity to be something great even as the Joker and with some small tweaks in the writing and the portrayal and the score and how it was shot and the reaction of the people in Gotham could have made this a fantastic city a fantastic movie instead of the people raging against the machine and it could have been people being terrified of this person doing these random acts of violence instead of and then uh, and a bunch of other things that way or and th- if you don't name this joker and you name this the king of comedy or author and it's the story of a person who does suffer from some mental illness and does suffer from people shitting on him in his whole life and you when forced to make some decisions in his life he chooses the quote-unquote easy way out or the wrong way and he makes poor choices he makes poor decisions and those choices led to him making these horrendous and horrible acts and if it's made clear by a therapist in the film somewhere that says listen you aren't the only person who is going through these things you have you do not have to be a killer you do not have to be a murderer you do not have to be a misogynist you don't have to be any of those things and if you do those things you cannot use mental illness as a crutch that is your choices that you've made to go down that path and they didn't choose to do that and so on one level this movie has two scores as far as it being executed technically it's a very well done film it's an eight, eight mm-hmm. film. Um, yes just acting wise shot wise the score is fantastic i love the shots that they had, I love the the sets that they made. It felt like it was in that time period. The way mm-hmm. people talked and dressed and the way New York or Gotham City looked was just perfect and fantastic. Uh, technically, I can see why people can get swept into this film. Story-wise, written-wise, staying somewhat, um, somewhat in faith with the source material, uh, 
not being an incel film, uh, not being offensive to people who suffer from mental illness or people who care about people who suffer from mental illness. No, this is not a very good film. This is a five out of ten in that sense. I do not recommend you to go see this movie unless you're just curious to see how somebody could do something so terrible uh, to the Joker character. Outside of that, I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't. It wasn't. It was boring. It wasn't boring. Uh, no. It, I mean, it was a film that you can get through and you don't leave bored. But it just, like Rashani said, it just wasn't the Joker, and. To add on to all the other things on top of that just made this um, not not very good. Uh, Hold on one sec. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm done. Okay, check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I did my review, set my ratings. Here's the reason why. Here's a couple quotes. <clears throat> Do you want to know why I use a knife? Guns are too quick. You can't savor all the little emotions. And... You see, in their last moments, people show you who they really are. So in a way, I know your friends better than you ever did. Would you like to know which one of them were cowards? That's the Joker. That's Heath Ledger. That's him saying it. That's something the Joker would say with just like a grin on his face. Do you want to know which one of your friends died a coward? Not... It's like it's so far away from where we should have been with the Joker. We had opportunities, we had chances, and you wrote this. You literally, I would never let him do another DC movie. I wouldn't. They, I'm sure they told him this is what we want, and he was like, "Fucking, I'm writing what I want to write." And because it's making money, folks are gonna think it's great. When honestly, this. Nothing could be further from the truth. There is no... I'm not trying to steer y'all wrong with this. I'm not trying to make a point for folks with mental health, uh, living with mental health issues. I'm not trying to make a point about anything. I'm just trying to say that the two sides don't fit. The set piece and Joaquin Phoenix and Zazzy and Brian and Robert were all spectacular. You got to hear me when I say this. They were all wonderful, but they're one side of the puzzle. The other side of the puzzle was the storyline, and the storyline doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the characters that are on the other side of that board. And that's the problem. You you can't tell me that you will wear a jacket if the two sides don't get stitched up correctly. You wouldn't wear plaids and stripes together, and that's literally what this movie is. And it's trying to tell you that it's a wonderful ensemble. It's not. It's not a nice outfit. If you just wear the shirt, if you wear the plaid shirt with something else, with anything else, it would be a beautiful outfit. If you just wore the striped pants with anything else, it would look great. But you can't wear them together. And this movie is plaids and stripes with a polka dot hat. It clashes with itself. Don't believe the hype. 
don't believe the 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 incels and all these folks who are just like, yeah, this movie spoke to me in so many different ways because it's not gonna speak. To, you know what? Fuck it. If you want to see this movie, go see this movie. I'm not gonna stop you. You're likely grown watching this or listening to this. Go see this movie. Rashani on Twitter at Rashani R A S H A N I I. On Facebook, you can find me at the single simulcast uh, page or in the single simulcast support group. Um, or you can find me at single simulcast on Twitter. Hit me up. We'll discuss it. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't, I don't, I don't tarry to fools. I don't. But we'll discuss it. And I just want to know what you found meaningful in this movie because there was no meaning to be found in it to me once they decided to make somebody who should have never been a hero a hero and on that note um i want to thank everyone for listening to our reviews we appreciate all the listeners and we really do enjoy doing this even though this wasn't our favorite movie we love being able to go to movies watch them talk about them uh Devin is like my brother. Rashani is one of my best friends. I get so much joy out of doing these things. So thank you for listening to us. And um, if we weren't doing the podcast, we'd probably be talking about these movies. Um, before thank the last you. Thing, thank you. Before we get out of here, Rashani, can you tell everyone, for new listeners, uh, where they can find a single simulcast um, and where they can follow you again? Actually, you know what? It's 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 freaking everywhere at this point in time. If you go to Google, and I'm doing it right now, I'm 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 not even saying this to be facetious at this point in time. If you type in single, and then you type in S U M L or S U S I M U, my podcast pops up. It's the very first thing. Single simulcast. We've been around for a long time. Um, this latest episode, we talked about. Uh, the top 10 and, and worst 10 Halloween candies. We talked about why black folks finally got, why people of color finally were given good color in movies. It's an interesting story. Brandon from the Say Something Nice podcast uh, broke it down, and I was shocked. I didn't even know uh, the reason why they finally gave black folks and, and, and Latin uh, Latinx folks the respect they deserve when it came to color. It wasn't because of us. Um, we talked about Amber Geiger. We talked about all kinds of stuff. It's a great episode. Um, and we're available everywhere. We, we are. I just Googled it. So that is a thing. So yes, thank you, sir. We're, we're literally everywhere. And, and I, I used to say that we're your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. I don't know about that. I just know that I'm my own favorite podcaster and I'm my favorite podcast. Amen. So you're my favorite it, basketball coach too. So I mean, that's, that's <laughs> and it works out that way. Um, I want to thank y'all for having me on. It's it's this this movie would have been a lot more difficult to talk about with somebody who didn't who I didn't trust, you know. And I have friends that I could do this review with, and it would have turned out completely different with me screaming and probably storming off because there's a lot of folks who are going to see this completely differently because they want they're living a different life amen so that's why i'm saying there's folks who are going to see this differently and i'm okay with that just try and see it from the perspective that we're talking 
If you're a white male, you're going to see this differently than three black men. If you're a black woman, you're going to see this differently than three black men. If you're a white woman, you're voting for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) But just go into it knowing that three black men who love movies and have no bias went into this movie with, honestly, for me personally, mid to low expectations. And I was impressed by Joaquin, but I was disappointed, or I was impressed by Joaquin, but I did not disappoint myself in my initial belief of what the movie was going to oh, be. Oh, we all knew what we were getting, sir. We all knew, because they kept coming out with comments and comments and comments mm-hmm. and comments about the movie. We know what we set in that movie theater we're about to watch. Even and Mike, everything. Even Mike on the show, whose favorite character is Batman, loves everything Batman, was saying, "Yeah, I only want to see this movie to talk about on the show. They've ruined the movie for me." And this is before it came out, so mm-hmm. it goes deep. But and then the clowns, y'all be good. Thank, Thank you for listening. Thank y'all Thank for you. having Thank me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will get back to you later this week or next week with some more. All right, actually, Rashani, all right, Gemini Man is this week, right? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, Gemini I will Man. be there for so, that. Yeah, Gemini Man and and Devin, because your your cousin never saw, we got to get together and talk crawl. Yeah. Yes. We'll do it. Yes. So definitely, y'all have to do it because I let everyone down. Nazi what we're gonna do is we're gonna end up doing it on your show, and you're just gonna have to sit back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. That actually sounds like fun. The Adams Family comes out soon too, guys. So yes, it does. There's a yeah, lot Adam of movies too. that come out. So yeah, I have some free time now. I'm moving in three weeks, uh, but until then, I'm gonna make sure I do movies, and I need to make sure I schedule these things because I I talked to Rashani outside of this, but I love sitting down and talking to movies with him, and me and Devin always talk. So. We'll definitely. definitely be back later for some more movies. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you soon.